Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. All Kind Nut Bars lead with first ingredient, nutrition-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Our book came out. Yes. It's starting to sink in now. I mean, release week, so much fun. Oh my goodness. It's just been, it's been insane. We just can't thank you guys enough for all your love and support and just, uh, just seeing everyone retweet the book and um, their experience with it. I have one girl that already finished reading it. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's just been awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy cool experience, and I'm not gonna lie. By the end of the week, <laughs> I was really tired of talking about our story <laughs> and ourselves. And you know, we do that a lot on this podcast. But it was just you know a lot of the same questions, but it was so much fun because it was in such a different context to be able to talk about it in a positive light of where we're taking the things that we've been through and putting it in you know this this beautiful book that we're very proud of. I agree. And we'll be able to talk again about it even more on our Unwind that we're doing our live event, which we're so excited about October 5th. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, hi, hon. Hey, babe. I feel like we've been working together so much, but we haven't really been. I'm your husband, Mike. <laughs> Not your coworker. I know, right? Um, I have something I want to bring up, though. Okay. was interesting. It, this was like a week ago. Okay. Okay. When we had, you know, a couple uh, neighborhood friends over for kind of like, it was meant to be like last day of summer party, you know, kids in the pool. We got a couple bounce houses and stuff, but ended up being more of first day of fall party. Kind of was. Yeah. Cause nobody, Cause which I'm glad. I'm early, glad their kids low, were in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It was low seventies and breezy and beautiful outside, mm-hmm. but no, it was better for 
safety reasons and liability and stress levels. It was better. That- <laughs> when you say liability, though, the two bounce houses, we had kids like jump and I'm like, <laughs> and I kept saying, Michael, get them off the top of the bounce house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually surprisingly followed the signs on the bounce house that said kids only because I was close to going in there and just. Oh, they said the adults were fine. Well, maybe I just told myself then. Okay. Probably safer for everyone involved if I don't go in the bounce house and start messing kids up. It was fun though. Um, but it to that to your point though, when I was like, "Hey, can you Mike go ask the kids to get off the bounce house or you know off the top of it?" I mean, they were yeah, they were playing on it a way you shouldn't play on it. Yeah, and there's littler kids in there. Right, the older kids were doing it. Right, and so. It brought up the subject, and some of the kids I had to tell that to were kids that we haven't had a lot of interaction with, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't know too well yet. Like it's one thing if it's our closest friends' kid, like Ramsey or some of the you know Nick and Catherine's kids, or, or even like our neighbor. I'm like Olivia, get down from right. there. Like I'm like we we're with them enough where we know how their parents parent. We and know we their know. parents let us parent, you right? Know, se- like the discipline, right? In a sense, we all kind of are on in that same ballpark of discipline, and we we're comfortable with our closer group of doing that to each other's kids. But some of these kids I, you know, we haven't interacted with. So it's that topic. And I wish Mark was on here to speak on it too, of just how you handle kind of, it wasn't disciplining other kids, but still talking to them. And, you know, I know probably some people have different deliveries with it. I try Mm -hmm. to be playful about it. The first time you were super playful about it because they were still bouncing because my issue was the smaller bounce house because mm-hmm. we had the big one for the big kids and then we had the smaller bounce house where most of the bigger kids were in the small bounce house because they were climbing on these little farm animals mm-hmm. and then falling over on, but you're not supposed to, you weren't supposed to be on top of the animals. Like mm-hmm. that was just for like decoration or not decoration, but it was like one of the blow ups. So they were like on top of them. And then of course they're falling over because they're not supposed to be <laughs> sat on. So kids are getting, the smaller kids are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when I was like, when I was in the bounce, the other bouncy with Jace and I was like, Mike, can you please tell so-and-so to get off there again, please? And then you went around and said, hey guys, no more or I'm going to get in there. And, you right. know, and so that's I'm like, okay, like, that's his like, you know, yeah, you're disciplined, but then you're also saying, cause I'm going to come in and get you guys and rally you up. Yeah. I tried. That's how I tried to do it playfully. Cause <clears throat> most kids would be like, okay, I don't want that. I don't want Mr. Mike coming in and beating us up. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, because then I feel like I'm a little bit more. Down. (laughs) Hey, you kid. Hey, kid, down. But, yeah. Which there's no issue with that either, though. There's no issue with that. And I'm they might they might like you better, but that's, I just am like, hey, like that's the little kid room. Like, stop, guys. And where I'm not as. Like, you better stop it or I'm going to come in there. Well, I'm going to come in there. and <laughs> Yeah. Because even when Jolie and another girl had gone inside and the mom had said that she went inside. And I'm like, well, what is she doing in there? Like, coloring. I'm like, no, they, they got to be outside. Oh. And so I literally walked in. And I was like, hey, Jolie, right? Your friends want you and you're supposed to stay outside. Okay. And the little kid's like, it's hot. I'm like, outside now. Like, and I'm just like. <laughs> this was also the same, same kid that 10 minutes into the party. Came out of the bounce house crying. We're like, what's wrong? She's like, I got kicked in the throat when we were playing karate. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe don't play karate. Because that's what you do. You kick people in the throats. <laughs> I just, I, I had no sympathy for her. 
I was no, just like, I'm like, what? why are you playing karate? Yeah. I got punched in the face. What were you playing? Boxing. <laughs> oh, I love kids. Oh, I know. It is sad, though, because at one point, um, that same kid kept telling me that Jolie was hurt every second. And then I would go to like find her and Jolie is like fine, bouncing up and down. And finally, I was like, stop telling me Jolie is crying or hurt because you're like every time I freak out. So please stop. Go tell someone else. Go away. <laughs> Kindly just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I did hear her crying at one point and I, I saw her. She was hiding underneath like the little cow station or whatever. And I was like, baby, what's wrong? She's like, Ramsey doesn't want to play with me. And my heart just like broke. And so I went to Catherine and I was like, our girls are fighting again because they're like the closest. And so mm-hmm. I feel like those girls fight a little bit more. And, Joey and um, Ramsey always calls each other to, to cry. Yeah. And um, it's because, but Ramsey said it's because Jolie took her unicorn horsey. And that's why she doesn't want to play with Jolie. And I'm like, well. Fair <laughs> enough. Valid and, point. And what I love about how Catherine does it is she lets them just figure it out. She's like, figure it out. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that parenting style where it's like you step in like when it gets to be, you know, but at the same time, like they should figure it out, you know? Yeah. And I ended up stepping in though. And I was like, can you just please go in there? Cause she's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see, I don't want to see her cry. Yeah, figure it out. Oh, please. Come on. I know. But it's like, I, I don't know. That just makes me sad. Like when I, I don't want to get to that stage. Like I remember like when Kat told me a story about like, you know, one of the kids was like being mean to the kid on the bus, like her kid on the bus. And I'm just like, I'm not ready for that because that's going to break my heart. Hmm. And then it'll break my heart even more. What if Jolie's the person being mean? Like that'll then just like destroy me because I hope I pray that she doesn't become that. You know, <sighs> is it mean to other people? Because I feel like we're always like, you be nice to everybody. God, God help our kids if they're ever that kid. <laughs> And it won't be good cop, bad cop. It'll be bad cop, bad cop oh, yeah. from both of us to both of, to them. But they're so sweet. They won't do that. They'll be nice. But it's still just like kids. I'm like, man, I'm scared of that. But it's fun, though. It's fun to, to watch that growth and to see those situations happen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, when you say we have different styles of kids. Like, remember that one kid at the playground? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so funny to me because you talk to, you talk to these like 10-year-olds like they're your peer. <laughs> Like you're like a girl at the club bumped into you or something like that's how you'll talk to them. Like, hey, hey, kid, you got a problem? <laughs> OK, that's what I thought. No, they were being mean to Jolie. And I was like, hey, you stop. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm a kid, man. I was I'm like, like, I'm a mama bear. Yeah, yes. And just to defend you for a second so people don't start reading into this. Oh, yeah, they'll leave a comment, uh, don't you? You're worry. you're very uh, respectful and still adult when you do interact with kids. But then it's funny because you come to me, and you, God, that little shit head. He's such a, <laughs> such a little a hole. I just want to go over there and kick him. <laughs> I just love that about you. I think it's so funny. It entertains me. I will say though, you had a. This is another interesting topic because we know someone that disciplines their kids in front of us. Mm. And you even said, like, you came to me and said. I almost stepped in, mm-hmm. which is even like, I was like, whoa, like that made me like super uncomfortable. I'm like, well, what happened? All right, let's take a break. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. All right. Mm-hmm. 
It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, so there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman, and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach. I loved the aftertaste of the, um, they had a lemon or a mint one, and I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit expresspros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need, ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to expresspros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful, so go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in every Every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of Kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. 
Hey, what up, everybody? It's Wells Adams. I have a podcast called The Wells Cast. You might know me from being the bartender in Bachelor in Paradise. No. Winner of Worst Cooks in America Celebrity on Food Network. No? Cool. E-Entertainment Red Carpet Correspondent? Nah? Starting my first radio show when I was 16 years old and been in radio for the past 15 years? Nothing? Engaged to Sarah Hyland from Modern Family? Yeah, that's... Okay, fine. Whatever. I have a podcast called The Wells Cast, where basically we talk to famous and successful people and find out where they came from and how the heck they got so stinking rich. And we got something for everybody. You big into sports? All right, we got you. Rashad Jennings and Victor Oladipo. Are you a music fan? We've gotten the lowdown from Rascal Flats, Brett Michaels, Lance Bass. You big into reality TV? Chris Harrison, Johnny Bananas. You want to find out more about film and TV stars? Okay. Brian Bumgarner from The Office. Dave Coulier from Full House. Scott Eastwood. It's a great way to see what the blueprint is for success. Listen to the Wells cast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts these days. All right, guys, we are so excited to have you unwind with us, and we can announce our first couple on the panel. Tyler Rich and his wife, Sabina. Plus, Tyler Rich will perform. It's going to be so great. We're celebrating the release of The Good Fight, October 5th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Live Q&A, performance, couples panel. The tickets are available on TIXR.com. All the laughs, tears, and drama you have come to expect. We're so excited and can't wait to unwind with y'all. By the way, we have Dr. Oz coming on our show. I love Dr. Oz. Who doesn't? He's been on for 12 years. He's amazing. And we actually were fortunate enough to be on the Dr. Oz show um, promoting our book. And mm-hmm. so now I, I'm excited to turn the tables. Which was hard when we were being interviewed by him. It's I like know. we just naturally I'd, wanted to turn the tables on him. It's like, nope, shut up. We're I had interviewing. so many questions I want to ask him. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Ugh. Like he taught me what a healthy poop looked like. I, I want that to be the first thing you say to him. Please, I have to, like, I actually want to talk to him about the poops situation. Okay. Because I asked you the other day. I'm like, it's not a Dr. Oz. Like, every time I poop, I'm like, nope, not a Dr. Oz. <laughs> but before we talk about poop. <laughs> I love you. Let's finish that conversation that you cliff hung us on. Cliff hung us? Cliff hung us? Is that a list? <laughs> Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, so, you know, at what point do you step in? Because... You know, we saw these friends of ours that were, again, disciplining one of their children in front of me. and I, it, was, it was the dad, though. Yeah, and in my head, like, I kind of said to myself, I was like, damn, Playa, like, he's up. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, you know? <laughs> um, so, it, it, that thought just came into my head. I don't know. There's only, if there is physical. Obviously. But then again, some parents sna- like or spank their kid. So the, yeah, but I could tell, I can tell the difference. Being one who's experienced <laughs> some of it, I can tell the difference. So there's a difference between just like a little pop or a little spank or spanking and like abuse. So if there's anything like that, or or verbal abuse, any mm-hmm. kind of abuse, verbal or physical. I would have no issue stepping in. But isn't verbal raising voice? No. Yeah, just yelling at them isn't necessarily verbal. It's how, it's what they're saying, how they're saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But is it your place to step in? 
If it's abuse? If it's abuse. I, I think th- it's anybody's yeah. place to step in. No, I agree with you on that, but... <sighs> so, I, you know... But I can understand in the heat of a mo- in the heat of the moment, you know, maybe if I was crossing a line with the kids or something, and someone tried to step in, I'd probably be pissed. You'd be so pissed. Yeah, in the moment. But then afterwards, I'd probably be like, "All right, that was good. That was probably better." Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get to that point with the kids, but I'm just saying I can I can understand that it's it's not like you're going to intervene when someone's parenting their kid and they're going to be like, "Okay, yeah, you're." <laughs> they're already going to be, you know, off the scale. Well, and then that, that would set a, you know, it's almost like when I hadn't stepped in on that, our neighbor who, by the way, he got arrested again, our old neighbor. Oh, really? The kid. Yeah. So it's, but he like, when I did say something to them, then it was just like weird. And you become like, then it's like, you see them driving and you kind of like pretend you're on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that awkward like thing. So I feel like that would happen in like. Yeah. I mean, but it's all, I think in those kind of situations, all about how you handle it afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's how I would want it to be handled. That's how I would handle it on either end. I would go and talk to that parent that I potentially intervened and be like, hey, I'm sorry that I did that, but this is what I saw. If I'm completely off base, let me know. But. I just think it's, I think it's interesting, but I do like, ultimately I like being able to trust our close friends with disciplining our children. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be able to have the friends also, or, or, you know, the kids have friends that we're close enough with the parents where if they're sleeping over at our house or, you know, something like that, we're able to talk to them respectfully and discipline if needed what if they when you say discipline because i'm like when i hear discipline i i i immediately go because i grew up in a spanking family like when i hear discipline and i'm like if anyone spanked my child oh I not would... no one should ever physically touch their their okay. children so other you than mean discipline by i mean discipline by not just giving into what they need but you know if they're trying to share yeah, jolie no share yeah, yeah, yeah share it's like you're not biased towards them because they're the guest. Yes. It's like, okay, yeah, when they're real little, yeah, you just, hey, just give them the toy. But <laughs> just, just give them the toy. Just, just give them the toy. All <laughs> no, I'm no, saying, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I tell Pamela that all the time. I'm like, hey, if Jolie's being a little brat, like. Yeah, put him in timeout. Yeah. I have no issue with that. Or call me or whatever. Right, right. Interesting. Anyways. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. I bet Easton. Easton, you just gonna MF kids when uh when your <laughs> your kids start hanging out? I'm a gentle guy. I mean, um, that's something that's crossed my mind though. That's a really difficult part of being a parent. I imagine is like because mm-hmm. when I was, I mean, I was a very um I was a very uh, timid child, and so I wasn't being disciplined just at all because I never did anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um the idea of someone of like someone that wasn't my parents, like telling me to like, even just to quiet down was, is like mortifying to me. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's a, uh, you know, I, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably, uh, screw somebody up if I need to. <laughs> I've got it in me. Right. I mean, I really only had one 
parent parental figure when I was a kid that would discipline. Now, as my babysitter from like kindergarten through sixth grade, even later in elementary school, I didn't need a babysitter, but her son was her. I still need a babysitter. I'm 33. Her son was my best friend, so I would hang out there all the time. So she was family, basically. I was there for seven years at their house every day. Mm-hmm. So my parents were like free reign. And they're, you know, they even told me they're like, Elise is, a, you know, a branch off of us. So what she says, what she's, you know, does goes. Okay. You know, so funny is I don't remember ever having, like, I don't who I don't know who watched me as a child. <laughs> like that's just the honest. Like I I don't. I remember one babysitter that came over. <laughs> Matlock. Matlock was your babysitter. Who was that? <laughs> the old TV show with Annie Griffith on. Since oh. TV was your babysitter, I just really don't like. I don't know. Like I, I remember one babysitter came over and like her boyfriend came over. I do know that, but that's like the only babysitting memory I have, because I started babysitting when I was twelve or eleven. So what'd you do before that? I don't know. I'm literally. I'm thinking. Like I'm ha- like I'm hearing you have this story, and I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who watched me. <laughs> That explains everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard, Janet. I know. Like, is, was that bad not to have a memory of that? I'm curious now. Just a very, just a mature child. That's all. You could take care of yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I have to text my mom. And be like, who watched me as a child? <laughs> like, did I go to preschool? I don't know. Like, both my parents worked, so I must have gone to a preschool. Yes. But like, where? I don't know. It's a mystery. Oh, you can read about it all in my book. <laughs> in our Some book, repressed the, memories. My repressed memories in our book, The Good Fight. Um, yeah. What's uh, what's one story, by the way, that you love the most in our book that we share? Great question. And it's not a spoiler because it's out. You can get it. One story that we share, it's one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think and I'm saying this I'm not, I'm not just saying this because this was a situation that I actually handled correctly <laughs> but when we had the conversation um, you know and we give like the, the the different versions of the scenario like version B and version C and mm. how we could have handled it when we were having that conflict in uh, when we were in Louisiana and we we're handling stuff and you know, I'd just flown in that day and you wanted me to stay and I that was, was with Easton. Yeah. Easton yeah. was a part of Easton that. Easton was there. Yeah, that's right. And Easton oh. stayed. When, when Easton showed me up and stayed, <laughs> Easton had a significantly longer travel day than I did traveling. I traveled from Nashville to, to Louisiana Easton traveled from Los Angeles to Louisiana. And he stayed with me on set. And and he just stayed until the wee hours of the morning with you on set. And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go sleep. Which, like so, we said in the book, like, you know. Yeah, I think it's just, I like that situation because I think you and I learned a lot from it. You know, in that moment and, and afterwards when we discussed it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was able to talk to you from a healthy place, you know, one of the 
I could count those times on like one hand. <laughs> um, you were able to hear me. I was able to feel heard. Mm-hmm. And we were able to meet somewhere where we're like had a better understanding leaving that situation. So I just liked the growth in that and painting that picture for, for our readers to see that this is how easy it can be or how simple it can be. Now it's not always easy, but how simple it can be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good one. And Easton enjoyed that night because he was on, you know, the set of a movie. I got to see a real Hollywood motion picture being made. That, that was really exciting for me. And then the next day I went to the Tabasco factory and I had no idea all this personal growth was going on behind my very back, back at yep. the set. It's, it's constantly going, Easton. Constantly. The wind down yeah. train is constantly <laughs> cycling. Never stops. What about you? Um, That's a good one. I like that one a lot. I would also probably have to say, I think it was chapter seven where the back and forth again and just like how passive like a conversation can be and I think that goes with anything whether it's a marriage a relationship a friendship Mm -hmm. you know it just kind of paints the overall um, picture of how easy it is to be passive and not express feelings and that's a really good one especially because to your point I'm sure that's one of the most relatable situations that in that entire book is I'm highly confident that a lot of people who read that were like, yep, been there, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and get Dr. Oz on here and talk, uh, what's going on with him. Yay. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need, ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful, so go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. 
Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of Kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. All right, so we are so excited to have the one and only, the best doctor in the biz, uh, Dr. Oz on Wind Up. Yeah, yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, I how are mean, you? I mean, we get to, I'm really excited about this because we get to turn the tables. So we were on the Dr. Oz show promoting the good fight, which um, that episode's going to air October 9th. But Mike and I were talking before the show. I'm like, it was so hard for us to not ask you a question because- we had, we had so many. We had so many. And I'm like, wait, oh, crap, we can't ask him. And it's just, but now we get to, so I'm super pumped. How are you? Good, I'm doing very well. I was, you know, I'm in my studio here, so I got the whole team coming in to help me. And I, even the simplest things I can't manage sometimes. Like, you, you can do heart surgery, but you can't connect two wires. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It takes funny. a village sometimes. So, um, <laughs> okay, so question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Take it away. Okay. So... I wasn't going to ask this, but I actually, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've watched for years um, because I'm a big, um, sometimes Google is my doctor, which is the worst thing ever. Like Mike's always like, I'm kind of a hypochondriac. He's always like, get off of Google because mm-hmm. you're just, you're going to end up finding something that, you know, you don't want to read. But I remember watching one of your episodes about the poop and about like how it's, <laughs> <laughs> and how it's like how it's supposed to look. So my question to you is, and it's so funny because I'll be like, that's not a Dr. Oz poop. Like, <laughs> like that's not what it's supposed to look like. But now I'm like worried because I haven't had one of those good ones. So I'm like, w- is it my diet or what is going on? So I'll tell you a little story about how that all started and, I'll t- and then I'll answer your question. So okay. the very first time I was talking about this, you know, you, you learn this stuff in medical school. It's not like wait, I'm making it up. Every doctor knows what I was saying about poop size, but we never told America. One of the reasons America doesn't get health in general is they haven't been told it in the way that doctors have learned it. You know, it's not rocket science to understand that you audit what's coming out of your car, right? Mm -hmm. If there's black smoke coming out, you you deal with it. Same for your body. So I was doing the Oprah show. This is 15 years ago, more, you know, this is, you know, a long time ago. And uh, she was sitting, you know, across the stage and I was thinking, how do I tell the story about what the poop looks like on the Oprah Winfrey show? (laughs) And you know, you're not even sure how far you could go, but she's such a real person. I thought she'd resonate to this. And so I told the story and we've always talked about that moment as, as one of those discerning elements, where the defining moments where people just realize that you could talk about things like poop. And if you do it the right way, not trying to be salacious, but actually being, you know, have a mission to help mm-hmm. people that let you do it. So poop is a good example because there, there's a scale called uh, the Bristol scale. There's seven kinds of poop you can have. 
and it ranges from one end where it's just hard rock, like pieces of cement, um, and then pregnant. the little cannon, cannonballs, right? And the other side is liquid. And so in between, you got some options. And everyone wants to know, what's the, what's the right number of times to go to the bathroom? And the answer actually, and it does have an answer, is no more than three times a day and no less uh, than three times a week. So sometimes between three times a day and three times a week is the right number for you, but that's a big range, right? I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. it could be twice a day, it could be twice a week and you're still okay. Um, if you're not feeling like you've evacuated yourself, which is the question you're asking, then uh, the most important thing, thing is water without question, because you have to hydrate the poop for it to come out or it does perform cement in your colon. Um, and uh, so the hydration is important. Physical activity, incredibly valuable. And the little hidden secret is coffee which absolutely gets you to go. People drink coffee, know it. If you stop drinking coffee when you were drinking coffee, you can change your bowel. And we actually use coffee enemas sometimes. In the hospital, please, don't do this at home. To sort of get <laughs> things going. But uh, there are, and then magnesium is really valuable. And you can take magnesium. If you take enough magnesium and it's in pill form, you will go to the bathroom. There are commercial pr products of that as well. But I, uh, I recommend magnesium because people get enough of it in their diet anyway. And that's another great way of just keeping yourself a little regular. Well, see, I have no problem going. And I always like laugh because Mike, well, Michael always makes fun of me because she takes longer to, to go number one than she does number two. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> and I don't have a gallbladder, so I don't know if it's just like I've got no, like there's no in between, like it, does, it just goes whoop right out of me. <laughs> but I don't Did know. Did you? You had a cholecystectomy. They took your gallbladder out. Yeah, they took my. I, so I don't have a gallbladder or an appendix. Huh? I, I, how long ago did they do that? <laughs> huh? He doesn't. Huh? huh. <laughs> um. Uh, God, when I was, uh, I was 20, I was 20. So I'm 36 now. So 16 years ago. That's really young to, to get a gallbladder out. Were well, you having a lot of stones or issues with it? Kind of a, a long-ish story, but um, th they took out the wrong organ in Romania. So it was actually my gallbladder. I was passing stones, but by the time that they took my appendix out and I got back to the States, um, my pancreas was all crazy. And so they ended up, I don't know why they just took my gallbladder out too. So I didn't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I probably should have. They just cut you open and took what they needed. <laughs> but apparently I was passing stones, but I didn't feel them. Yeah. Well, in any case, I, the, the, so the gallbladder is a storage organ for bile. So I, we try not to take it out if you don't have to get it taken out because it allow, it's like a fuel injection system. Mm. It'll store up the bile from your, from your liver. And then when you, when you eat fatty foods, it'll inject it into your, 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 your duodenum, the first part of your intestines. People who don't have gallbladders sometimes will have some intestinal issues. It's usually not constipation, though. No, no, no. So yeah, like I have no problem going. Mine's just not like the perfect like diagram that you showed on that that show right. that one time. It it could be, yeah. I mean, it's it's ideally it's a cast of your rectum. Huh. So right, it's a little, it's like an S shape. Yeah. Um, you don't want to have punctuation marks coming out of you. You want full letters like C's and S's. Yeah, I don't, I don't, letters, I don't get that. Go. All right, I'll have to look into my diet then because I am not getting that. <laughs> Baby, are you? <laughs> Do you feel better now, honey? I, I, no, that? I don't. I'm like, no, I'm changing my entire diet. Okay. Dr. Oz, <laughs> let me ask you this. You've been on for 12 seasons now, right, of your show? Right. Yeah. How, Especially going through a time like this with this gl global pandemic and everything, how much responsibility do you feel to inform the public the best that you can? Because so, so many people across the country, you know, tune into your show for medical advice and, and medical information. So a time like this, have you felt any more stress or responsibility around that? Oh, a ton more stress. I've never worked as hard in my life. And part of it is because all the rules around publishing material changed. 
Usually we won't report a story on our show until it's actually been reviewed by the journal, published in a journal. Mm-hmm. And been, you know, everyone sort of talked about it and it will break news, but it's news that's sort of already accepted by experts in the area because they've had a t- time to process it. That's not what's happening with this pandemic. Every day there's breaking news by some group in you know, far, some far-flung part of the world that says something very controversial. And you got to say, are they on to something new because they were paying attention to something we all ignored? Or is it, a, uh, you know, is it not really a pro- an issue? I mean, mm-hmm. th- j- just before I got on this podcast, I'm, I, I, I have been reading this incredibly provocative piece from the United Kingdom, uh, arguing that a lot of the world's population is already protected from the pandemic because they had the common cold in past years. And so they have T cells, which are immunity cells that the body's in place because the the common cold is usually a coronavirus. So they're saying that a third of the people in Europe have already been exposed to the coronavirus. So therefore, we don't have nearly the problem that you think you're going to have with people getting infected. Now, is that legitimate? Not. Does it work? I just had mine checked. Mm -hmm. I I thought maybe I have T cells because I haven't been infected and I've been exposed to a lot of people who have been infected. I don't have any of those T cells. So uh, I'm trying to make sense of this. How much do I tell the popular, the audience this? It's very confusing if you don't present it the right way. So ironically, it, it's moved from this sort of faucet, not even a faucet, like a fire hydrant of information flowing at you. To, to and, me, and I have to now decide what do I not tell the audience mm-hmm. because it just confuses people worse. I mean, look what happened with masks. You started right. off saying, don't wear a mask. You can't wear a mask. It don't really work. Well, in fairness, we know they work because doctors wear them, right? Or nurses wear them. So if they didn't work, we wouldn't wear them. So the real truth is don't wear them because you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't wear them, you're a bad person. <laughs> so it's a pretty big move. So the average American listens to that and said, well, geez, you know, why are you always changing your mind? The real reason we change our minds is because the, the, the wisdom changes, right? We learn about how the virus spreads. No one realized how much it spread through saliva. Until, yes, until recently, we never really understood how much it passed through aerosolized form, which means more like a hairspray, not even the saliva drop. It's like, it's like the virus gets into a plume of smoke in the room and bounces around the walls. Well, when you finally learn these things, you got to change the advice you give. Mm-hmm. And that gets very frustrating for a public that's used to getting data and information shared only after it's gone through that process, right? You're actually seeing the sausage made now. We're not right. giving you the final hot dog. So how much, with something like this, like you're saying, you're trying to decipher all this information that hasn't been published, that hasn't been proven, and isn't necessarily factual. How much of it, you know, is your personal opinion on things that you may pers- that you may just individually believe? It's like, okay, I believe in this concept, so this is what I want to I want to share on the show to my viewers. Or are you trying, like, how are you balancing that out? Uh, it, it is a provocative question because we try to base the advice on science, but scientists have opinions too. And we process information that we tend to agree with more than the information we tend not to agree with. So our natural biases slip out all the time. This is true in all science. Mm-hmm. It, and much of what we do in the doctor's office is try to interpret through our filter, through our bias, what information is out there and give the best advice. And it doesn't work out. You try to make yourself better by learning a little bit more about the problem and asking colleagues, but in this fast moving world of media that we live in, you've got to do the juggling act of processing information, recognizing you have a bias, we all do, and then try to be honest about that when you express it to your audience. But remember, you don't go to a doctor's office for them to tell you the data. You go to the doctor's office for them to give you the, your, their opinion about the data. That, so do I, have the, do I have the gallbladder out or not? You know, that's the, <laughs> there's data on both sides, but the, someone had to 
had to you know pull the trigger and say we're going to do it in your case and i'm sure someone just like you in a different part of the world with different doctors didn't have the gallbladder taken out who was right we don't it's impossible to know in your case but overall only history would tell us there have been some some some, some seismic mistakes in in the management of the pandemic globally and in, in, in most countries mm-hmm. um and we're not going to even know what those mistakes are for another year until we can really digest what happens? I'll give you an example. Did Sweden do the right thing or not by staying open when most of the world closed down? Did China do the right thing by only closing Wuhan, but really, really closing it, like locking the doors mm-hmm. with you inside? I mean, you tell me. There's no way you can actually 100% with certainty know that. And doctors are at each other's throats about this stuff because we're very passionate about our beliefs. Even though we're looking at the same data, we can interpret it at different times. That stated, the big arc, the, the main ideas, I think most doctors are agreeing on. That if we can wear masks, and I was talking to the White House Task Force just before you guys came on, by the way. You were wonderful on the show, I should point out. Oh, but just before you. you came on, I was talking to the White House Task Force. And what they're basically saying is, if you can wear a mask, which does work, by the way, and you also can avoid super spreader moments, like mosh pit diving, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jumping on each other with no mask in a crowded, small, non-ventilated room right, where anybody who's sick will infect everybody else. You avoid those two things, you can dramatically change the natural history of this virus and it will behave more like the flu. That's what we want. You know, it's interesting. I feel like we need two dozen more Dr. Oz's to run news networks because at least with doctors and people in your profession, it seems like you guys are at least taking analytical data and then, yeah, you have your opinion off of that where I feel like politicians and and news anchors just want to take their opinion because their personal beliefs and they don't <laughs> base it on any kind of data. So we need a lot more you, Dr. Oz, out there educating us on all things in life right now. Heck yeah. And well, I'll say this too, because when you say you guys all have the same data, but I think where it confuses me is like, you know, obviously I, I follow you, I follow other doctors, but when I'm hearing two different things, like, because I'm, I'm, I had someone kind of in my ear about vaccinations and, you know, with our kids and we vaccinate our kids, but now I'm like, well, maybe we should stop vaccinating Jace because he's a boy and he's got, you know, he, I don't want him to get autism. And then and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, like what's in the flu shot? And so then I start reading it and then I'm like, I just want why can't I just get the straight facts? And from and, and why? Like I, the, the two polar different opinions really messes with me as a mom. because I'm like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, do I trust my doctor? Because aren't they getting paid to vaccinate the patients? And so I just like and then I start reading other things and I'm just like, I don't know, like. I obviously want to do the right thing by us, like, you know, getting the flu shot if we're that's what we're being told to do and my kids and vaccinations. But it's like when you have the facts, I guess I just don't understand why there's so two different polar ideas and opinions. You know, I, I've thought a lot about this and I've been in the middle of this this war about vaccines my whole career, in part because I, I believe in vaccines. I vaccinate myself. I get the flu vaccine every year. So let me just express that as a bias. Okay. But I don't think we serve America's moms when we tell them they're stupid if they're doubting vaccine science, mm-hmm. because no one wants to hear that. What the moms of America are really saying is, convince me you love my child as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really hard to do. Mm. A mom's love is unique and special. So we have to respect when a mom says, I'm nervous about my kid getting the vaccine. I've heard about another child getting sick. Now I can say, over and over again, that the data doesn't seem to support autism links to vaccines, but it doesn't matter if I just yell that at you. Mm. I've often told pediatricians who really, see their issue is they get crushed by moms asking the same questions that you're asking every time they see a mom. 
And all they're saying is, I got to get through my day. I just had this conversation 25 times today. This 26 time, I'm just going psycho here. Can you just take the vaccine? Because I give it to myself. I give it to my kids. Why don't you just trust me and take it? And moms are saying, well, just tell me one more time. So I told the American Pediatrics, the Academy, the Academy of Pediatrics, great group, by the way. Uh, and I said, just do me, you know, I hear my recommendation. Put a poster up in every pediatrician's office. Put them up everywhere. The top 10 reasons not to get vaccinated. Put it up there. And then write down the reasons why women say uh, that they should not get vaccinations for their families. And then answer, debunk them, deal with them, respect the question. Because mm -hmm. people are smart. If they understand why you feel passionately that it's smart to get a vaccine, they'll come along. And if you can't convince them by taking those main reasons that they're listing that they don't want to get the vaccine, well, they're not going to get the vaccine. Let them go. You know, we don't have to have everybody vaccinated. We have to get almost everyone vaccinated. Then you get herd immunity. And yeah, some people get to get through without getting their kids vaccinated. But, you know, they're taking that chance. It's their lives. And when we take away that, 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 that self-destination, you actually create a civil war. And we don't want that because we all have the same darn goal. So if I don't disrespect you, make you feel like you're a fool for asking very reasonable questions, albeit it's the 25th time that the Patriots has answered it that day, I think we'll get many more people on board saying, you know what, I get it. I, I appreciate you love my child a lot. Maybe not as much as me, but you love him a lot. Uh, I'm going to go along with this. How is it? You have four kids yourself, Dr. Oz, so, and some grandchildren. So when your kids were growing up and maybe they start to have families of their own, have they had any different medical opinions? Like for, for this example, do you have any kids that maybe don't believe in vaccinations or go in an opposite direction is something that you professionally and personally believe in? Are you able to respect that or is it conflict with you because you want the best for your family and the, your loved ones? Well, since we're talking about this podcast is about relationships, let's start with the, the boss, my wife. The big <laughs> The biggest fights with her. Smart man. Mm. He grew up in a farm. Ooh, uh, yeah. They have very clear perspectives on on um, on holistic medicine of you know doing stuff on your own, doing it naturally if possible. My mother-in-law is a minister in their church, has strong feelings about this. My father-in-law is a world-famous heart surgeon. Wow. So you got science. Same thing. Scientists with uh, someone who's got real on-the-ground wisdom for battling it out. And my wife and I have had this discussion continually. So I get the flu shot every year. She doesn't. Oh, wow. Now we did vac we did vaccinate the children because I was I convinced her doing the what I just said I would do if I was a pediatrician that I could debunk these arguments well enough that the benefit of avoiding measles <laughs> is is worth the risk of her taking an MMR in, uh, immunization for my children. And I do think that there's a role for alternative systems of vaccination, right? So you don't have to give a hepatitis B vaccine at birth. Uh, there's a reason to do it in some communities. There's not a good reason to do it in other communities. So the, I, I see why there's a need to customize at times. And at least if, if pediatricians are willing to work with a mom uh, or family on doing that, that makes sense. It doesn't have to be one size fits all, but you got to talk about it. And if you scare people away or you insult people, you're not going to have a discussion. And I appreciate you saying that because you do know the, you know, the moms that are just, because, you know, Mike hears this and he's like, you know, whatever, whatever you, I, I end up deciding I guess is kind of what we had talked about and because you know I have been really worried about it but at the end of the day it's like the doctor just have the conversation with me I just want to know that like yeah if we do the give this MR, MMR shot I shot like he's not going to get autism because I'm terrified of it you know and yeah. so I just appreciate you just saying that about like the moms and like loving my children do you think 
that schools or counties or district districts within kind of the the educational realm should be able to because what school was it that that you had your kid had to be vaccinated to go to i mean a lot of public school like a lot of schools right. you do you, have to do you think dr oz and just in your opinion you think that's okay and that should be allowed i if i was running a school district i would not recommend that mm-hmm. because you just scare parents underground you know, when the first vaccines were made, they were made for smallpox, which is a devastating illness. There's no debate about getting rid of smallpox. That's not like, uh, you know, mumps. <laughs> smallpox is, you know, kills a lot of people and it mm. scars you, et cetera. So they figured out they could give you cowpox, right? Little, little scrapings of a cow illness that's very benign. And they would give that to kids. This is the first immunization. This is 200. Parents would hide their children in the chimneys to avoid getting them vaccinated. <laughs> so this is not a new phenomenon. Right. Since the birth of vaccinations, even when they were patently life-saving, no fear of autism or anything else, parents still were worried about actively giving their child the shot with the hope it would prevent another illness. Right. So I, I, I get it. I, I really do. And I think that when you take a, uh, a is the power of the state and you force people to get vaccinated, you have to examine scientifically whether it's worth doing that. What percentage of kids need to be vaccinated in order to protect the community? Uh, it's not 100%. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. You, I'd be nice to be in the 90s somewhere. And I think there have, been, there have been outbreaks, which is really tragic, where communities wouldn't vaccinate. So it wasn't that this, you know, the city of Los Angeles wasn't vaccinating, but a small little community in Northern California or wherever wouldn't vaccinate. And then you get an outbreak there. That's what you want to avoid, where everyone whole scale starts saying, you know what, we're not vaccinating. And then nobody in the, in the kid's school has been vaccinated. Now you can get a bad problem. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and let me just take back what I said, too. It's not just my decision. You basically said to me, um, convince me. Yeah, to not. that's what that that's, that's basically what, it what was. I said. Yeah, yeah that's, I that's like, what you said. Can... It wasn't just my decision. I just want to no. <laughs> re- revert back because it's it's not. I'm not the end all be all. It's just you said convince convince you. Yeah. Would you take the Corona shot, the COVID? I would, and I will. Real. That's exact same thing. My because I I I just talked to our doctor the other day. I was like, would you take it? Because I'm just so curious. Interesting. But like, why though? Well, I know what the risks are of the of the virus, and I also know that it will dramatically ease my life. Mm. Like you, I'm in media, right? You you want to go back and perform, right? Sure. And I want to okay. uh, keep making my show. And you guys were kind of come on, but I would have rather have you in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm so locked down now in the show for a bunch of reasons. I don't want to put my staff at risk. Um, it's a clo- you know, it's a it's a studio. It's a closed environment by na- by its very nature. It's a bit riskier. No matter how many times I exchange the air in the room, which we, by the way, do seven times an hour, which is what I do in my ORs, it's still not the same as being outdoors or not being with other people. So if I get vaccinated, it'll give my staff confidence as well to get vaccinated. Mm. I personally am confident that by the time we have a vaccine after tens of thousands of people have successfully had it, not had major side effects and been protected, that it's safe enough for me. I'm a healthy person, not a lot of issues. I think I would tolerate even if I had a minor complication from it pretty well. And the benefit is meaningful because I've seen what COVID-19 can do. My hospital, New York Presbyterian, got crushed Mm. uh, this spring with people coming in there and many of them desperate and many died. So uh, I I prefer to avoid that personally. And I like to play a role in being part of the herd immunity to prevent others from getting it. And doctors have to go first. We have, I mean, doctors and nurses will be the first ones to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I'll have the opportunity to go first and I will go first to set an example. But again, a third of Americans say they don't want the vaccine. And I respect them for that. I bet you that when people are actually getting it and they're seeing no one having major issues, assuming that's the case. Kind of like the flu then. 
Yeah. yeah. It's almost like yeah. the flu shot. Yeah, but you know what? The flu shot, less than half the population gets the flu shot every year. That's crazy. Wow. Think about that. That's actually less than half. And it kills like 60,000 people a year, doesn't it? The flu? Yeah, kills, well, probably 40,000, but kills a lot of people a year. And mostly older, but you know, mostly older people with other conditions and it kills them because it causes a heart attack. It's that kind of stuff. So it's not mm -hmm. like the, you know, 20 year olds dying from the flu usually. It happens, it's not common. But the average viewer, person says, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll just skip it this year. Uh, but I would argue this might be a good year to get the flu shot. Heck because yeah. Then you're, yeah, you'd avoid the complication of you know, having symptoms that could be COVID-19 versus the flu. And the flu sh in vaccine, just to be fair, is not 100% ubiquitously effective but it dramatically reduces the chance of you getting the flu. Why not take advantage of it? Who wants to lie on their back for a week? Uh, my husband. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> like you, so, okay, 32 years of being married. What is the, what, like, how have you guys managed to stay married for 32 years? Because obviously, you know, we came on your show, we talked about our struggles and what we've been going through. So help, help us. So what, what can we do that can, can get us 32 years? Well, first of all, it's 35 years. Oh, sorry, 35. It, 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 feel, it feels like 32, but it was 30 like, away. Don't, don't you shortchange me. I earned every one of I those years. I earned every one of those years. <laughs> sorry so about I'll that. tell you, a, a lot of it's mindset, but your question is, uh, is answerable in several ways. First off, marrying my wife, I really do believe, is the best move I ever made in my life. And I say that for a bunch of reasons. I wouldn't be in media if it wasn't for Lisa. She was, uh, it was on her vision board for me to do this, not mine. She's the one who conspired with Oprah for me to do television because I had no interest in doing it. Um, and um, it, over time, I've gotten to learn and respect her wisdom a lot, which is ultimately, I think, what helps marriages move. The, 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 the main reasons relationships fall apart is you stop respecting each other. You become disdainful of each other. When I saw you both on the show, what, what, one thing, and you actually answered it, you, you respected the strength of each other, but what you really respected was that you would fight for it. Mm -hmm. It was worth fighting for. And when you realize that, I mean, believe me, we have some just dooziest battles, no matter what, but neither of us would ever quit. It's not in our DNA. And we always tell our kids this, you know, when they were young and you know, I, I'm not at your level of sports, but I played football in college and I, my, you know, my, my son Oliver plays in college. And, you know, I, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of athletes in the family. I always say, Oz's do not quit. We're not necessarily talented, no. <laughs> right? But we don't quit no matter what. There's the one thing we just don't tolerate that. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to one of their cousins who quit uh, at a stupid game, a, a board game we were playing, and they quit because they were not good at it. Mm -hmm. And I went after him and I said, that's the only thing I'll ever get mad at you about. You're on my team, messing up my team, because if you're a bad play, I'd still rather lose with you than without you because we don't quit. And that's the key, I think, to longevity. I mean, give you one other little insight. I, I realized early on, this is about the biology of marriage. That When you get married to someone because you fall in love with them, you have biologic handcuffs on. Something about that person turns on your pheromones, your oxytocin surges, dopamine through the roof, the cuddly hormones there. You know, you got it all going. And that's designed for a reason, to keep people in pair bonds. But it wears off after five to seven years, which ironically is when a lot of divorces start. The seven-year itch. The seven-year itch. Yeah. So when that seven years comes, you have, you have a couple of choices. But the best choice, I think, is to reinvent the relationship. Because here's the deal. The man marries the woman exactly like he wants her. And then she wants to change, which drives me crazy. I, I, I don't want you with different lips or different outfits and different hair. I want you just that way. Leave your hair alone, right? And the woman marries the man she thinks he can become. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to change because we think we're fine the way we are. So from the moment you're married, you're like two ships moving away from each other. Mm -hmm. You have got to reconnect. 
every seven years, meet the same person. So we, Lisa and I have been married 35 years, as we clarified. That's basically, I've been married to five different women. <laughs> they all have the same social security number, but right. they're five different women and they really are. And I had to go and relearn my wife, give her a chance to change and meet the new version of her. And she had to come and meet the new version of me. So we realized we were still in love. And if we weren't, we had to figure it out. Mm. That's such a cool way to look at it. Instead of feeling like you're stuck or in the same, you know, emptiness that you may be in a, in a relationship at that time to, to realize that you have to reinvent it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the same and embrace that change in one another. That's awesome. Yeah. I, th- I don't think we can end any better than that with no. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, thank you so much just for everything. I love you. I just, I respect you. And um, I look up to you, obviously, too, with the relationship and who you are as a man. So thank you so much for coming on our show. And hopefully we'll be able to do this in person sometime soon. I look forward to many more interactions. God bless you both. Good luck. Thank you, Dr. Oz. Bye. Stay well. Oh, I love him. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. He is the best. He's the best. I, like, want him to be, like... Uncle Oz. Right? <laughs> like Grandpa Oz. Hey, Unc. Hey, Uncle I got a question Oz. for you. I adore him. He was awesome. He's, I mean, he was so sweet, like when he interviewed us, but yeah, I just, I, I to... really do trust him. I do. No, it's crazy. I mean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I don't, I'm not one to just. He's not a psychic. <laughs> but I'm He's saying. A doctor. <laughs> you can, be, you can be skeptical towards other things other than just psychics or mediums. Mm. I don't just jump at something when someone says, this is what they're doing or you mm-hmm. should do this, is my point. Mm-hmm. I always kind of, eh, let me make up my own mind. But just saying what I felt inside when he's like talking about the, the COVID uh, vaccine, he's like, I will and I, I do, or whatever he said. He's like, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> me, that too, part, <laughs> me too, man. Like part of that, my my body, my brain was telling me is like because I trust and respect him mm-hmm. and what he does and and how he how he presents himself. I was like, you know what, it is something to consider. I would love to have an anti-vaxxer doctor come on, just because I do like to hear other sides of the. I just want I just want to be, I just want to have the knowledge to make our choice mm-hmm. you know and and have all the like i i trust dr oz 1000 percent, but mm-hmm. like he said like i debunk debunk the things that and tell me tell us you know right no i think we should i think it'd be good for our listeners to hear both sides of things because mm-hmm. i think there is both sides there's just like in our book there's two sides to the story and always though and our therapist says like we like you know even the other night we had a disagreement but it's how you perceived the situation is very different how i perceived it you know Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that happened Mm -hmm. the same fact but different you know outcomes and how we how we perceived it so it's just interesting um yeah well again i don't know if we can end it any better than with dr oz and his advice there at the end so I think reinvent uh, yourself. Re- You've been past seven years, reinvent your marriage. And even if it hasn't been seven years, even if you feel that there's a rut going on, even if it's been three years or 10 years or whatever, reinvent yourself. I love it. All right, guys. All right, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Later. <laughs>
Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with Japanese green tea and real matcha. There are so many culinary treats to create with this precious powder that go beyond the traditional tea ceremony. Everything from lattes to baked goods to smoothies, experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. Matcha is vibrant in taste and full of powerful health benefits. Get 25% off all matcha love products on etoin.com using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at itoen.com. Available on Amazon and itoen.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.